1: All right, we're going to head North American side as we've uh, continued to whip around uh, all the major North American sporting leagues over the last uh, few days. Uh, let's welcome in a man to talk about one of his, his favourite topics. I'd imagine, I'd imagine if he even entered Mastermind, um, his, his specialty topics would be one of either the finest poutine restaurants around the world um, or the National Hockey League. It's our man Logan. Logan Sprinkle's How are you, friend? <laughs>
0: Hey, Makati. Yeah, you were so right on that. Uh, I mean, just the other day, I was actually doing a factory of, oh, doing a tour of a cheese uh, factory uh, in the Waikato, and they were producing cheese curds, and you can just imagine how much I was uh, throffing over that.
1: Where do do you go
0: for your uh,
1: poutine uh, fixation, um, your fetish? (laughs) Do you do it at home? Uh, Do you don't trust anyone these days? You've got to do it yourself?
0: 100%. 100%. I mean, uh, Aucklanders out there will say Fed Street Deli. I would say that's a fraud because I just always found uh, their uh, their ratio of uh, cheese curds to gravy to fries was completely out. And if you can't get that right to me, it's not a good boutine.
1: Okay. So what is the ratio? Uh, Basically more cheese curds than chips.
0: (laughs) yeah you got it that thing has to be covered in cheese curds and thankfully when we were in france makati you can imagine all right we're in france i'm going to find somewhere that actually does a decent poutine and thankfully in both lyon and toulouse i did he did
1: he did ladies and gentlemen boys and girls he did i don't know how much fine french cuisine he had um The the
0: toulouse sausage was incredible
1: yeah, well, actually, that was amazing. You're right. Well, it's like a it, ha, how was it? It was like a bed of risotto with, with with a big sausage plonked on top, and there was something else. And I've gone completely blank. Yeah, it was we, very we it.
0: saucy. It doesn't sound appealing. Yeah. I like it a lot doesn't. of things, protein doesn't, doesn't sound appealing either. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. You have it, and we're like, man, it's so good. Anyway, the, the, yeah. I mean, that's food chat out of the way. Uh excellent. All right. <laughs> um,
1: are, are you suffering through? Um, Buyers not re- regret in the not getting the biggest, most talented sports person in their field, in my humble opinion, Mr. Shohei Ohtani, to
0: our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, this well,
1: otherwise underwhelming MLB off-season. Just hurry up and
0: sign people, please. Yeah, they've spent zero dollars. Uh, only of. One, two, three, four, I think about seven teams that haven't spent any money uh, in the free agency uh, market so far. Meanwhile, the Dodgers spend like over 700 million, all going to one player. Um, that was a ride, Daniel. That was a ride. I am wearing my Toronto Blue Jays hat. Um <laughs> I follow a lot of Toronto sports media on on Twitter. I listen to a good amount of uh, Toronto sports radio as well. I still like to stay connected to the city and get a feel of, you know, where the fan bases are at for all, you know, the teams that I follow. And it felt like everyone had bought hook, line and sinker that Otani was going to the Blue Jays, uh, JP Hornstra, who is who is a sports editor for the Dodgers Nation, I tried to get him on. He uh, sends in mornings after it all broke out because I was kind of wanting to get his reaction and his side of things. I imagine he probably got swamped uh, yeah. with requests. And funny enough, he had enough, to go to ground. He did because he actually posted an apology video uh, because he reported that Otani was on this flight. To Toronto ended up being some guy from Dragons Den. It wasn't Otani at all. It was,
1: was seriously. Yeah. If you're not a Blue Jays fan, it's one of the funniest sports stories of the year.
0: It it shows how desperate uh, the Blue Jays fan base is for a win because they haven't won a playoff game since like 2016, when uh, the franchise completely squandered the good years uh, of that roster with the likes of you know Josh Donaldson and uh, you know Edwin Canacion, Jose Bautista. Uh, but, you know, he thought this was going to be the moment. This was going to be what sparks everything, and it was going to be great. But, you know, there was helicopters in the air chasing him, Like uh, tweets <laughs> by the second. It was That's unbelievable. Um, the know, most tracked flight on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and when, when it all came to be that, he was actually at his home uh, in Southern California laughing at this all going on. <laughs> It was just, it was embarrassing and I mean I know basically it seemed like every show that was currently on air at the time while it was happening uh, in Canada was ready to basically pull pin and and pivot to the moment where it became official and of course it never became official. He's gone to the Dodgers and I don't know if you heard the story, Daniel, they had this massive ace up their sleeve. They had a Kobe Bryant video from 2017 when he was first looking to go to Major League Baseball, uh, Shohei Otani. Saying, you know, this is his good mate Magic Johnson, you know, getting in there. How can you compete with that? Well, Kobe from beyond the grave. Well, it's from can 2000. For a... Yeah, but it was from yeah. 2017. I mean, you've got a guy like Kobe Bryant telling you why you should sign <sighs> the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, but I'd find that a bit ooh, <laughs> a bit weird. That could go one of two ways. Um, we'll move off Major League Baseball's offseason. It's bizarrely quiet. Shohei Otani is the big deal. I think 16 of the top 25 free agents are still out there, are still out there. I think so many, it just shows how how big a deal that one player was. He's completely uh, backlogged the market. In yeah. a lot of ways, once he went off the table, the off-season has to reset and start again. So, Maybe there's going to be a flurry into the new year. Uh, we don't know. Is there one player you want to add to your roster, though, before we do it the NHL?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, speculation around who the Blue Jays might go for now that Otani uh, isn't possible. And, I mean, you know, you've got Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and uh, Bo Shirt, both their contracts uh, up in 2026. So they a good a couple of more years, so you want to make, make, make use of them, but also make room to potentially re-sign both of them and build. And, of course, there's no salary cap in Major League Baseball. There's, you know luxury taxes etc etc but they're owned by Rogers which is as if you could imagine Spark and One New Zealand coming together and owning a team because that is how much power and how much money and how big that company is but they haven't been willing to spend and I think that has been frustrating for a lot of fans that you know why can't why can't they be like the Yankees or the Dodgers and throw cash willy-nilly you know but having said that uh Cody Ballinger has been a name that's been tossed around. I've been watching him when he was with the Dodgers. Uh, he had a couple of rough seasons uh, where his batting average really fell off the radar, fell off a cliff. Went to the Cubs uh, last season, really came he became like the comeback uh, player of the year for the uh, the National League and now he potentially could go to the Blue Jays. Uh, reportedly he is the favourite uh, according to Sportsnet and he would fill a really great hole because he can play uh, center field or first base. And I just really like the idea of the outfield having both Ballinger and George Springer, two great arms. So I'm hoping it's going to be him, but there's also rumours of potentially Justin Turner or Joey Voto, but they're both uh, on the older side of the scale. Right, they're shells of themselves. Exactly. That,
1: that, that, that should not get you excited.
0: No, that it doesn't. I, I want Cody no. because he is 28. The other guy's 39, 40. Uh-uh, please don't do that. No.
1: Let's get to the NHL. Really fascinating to get your takes on this. Mm-hmm. Uh it, this might be sneaking up on people, um, although he's not really sneaking at the moment. He's stalled. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, absolute superstar of uh, the NHL for a long, long, long time. Um, I'm staggered how close he is to Wayne Gretzky's yeah. um, goal-scoring record. It, it really surprised me when I saw the raw numbers. T- tell me about where he's at. How likely this is? A guy's in his late thirties, been in the league for what you know, approaching twenty odd years. Is he gonna? Is he gonna do? Is he gonna break the great ones' record?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're calling it Chasey 99. Um, you know, Wayne Gretzky's number. 894 goals is the mark, all time goal scorer. Ovi is 67 off that mark. Uh, from was top, it his age? <laughs> from Tyree. That's good from you, Daniel. Uh, 38. He's, he maybe has a couple more years in him. He's been very physical for the majority of his career. He sort of dialed that back a bit this year. I maybe mean, he's trying to reserve his. Uh, body a little bit the The majority of his goal scoring comes on the power play so when one player on the opposite team is in the penalty box they've got a man advantage and he always just sits in that spot by the face off dot and uh, waits for a, a clean pass to rip rip it past the goalie and that is how he scored a huge chunk of his goals sometimes it's 50% of his goals of a season are scored the exact same way and it makes you wonder how teams allow him to do that for 20 years but that is just the mark of the man right but he is slowing down age is definitely getting to him there's that kind of you know that decline that you get when you start hitting your mid 30s and then it really hits in your late 30s and i i hate saying that out loud because that's the exact same mark that i'm hitting right now uh he is on a 13 game goal drought daniel so it kind of makes you wonder if he's ever going to get there um because is he washed yeah, you'd hate to see it. I mean, I think a lot of people would like to see Ovi reach that mark, but there's also a lot of people that don't. So, yeah, I'm rooting for Ovi. I mean, if politics aside, the whole Russia thing, you know, he's he's a great player to watch. Yeah, but the great one's the best. He is. What? I still maintain, I, I cried the day he retired. So, And I was like 11, 12, <laughs> 13. I was 13 yeah. when he retired. There you go. I, I cry when he beat the Maple
1: Leafs in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, the NHL uh, coaching carousel—that's always fun. Um, how, ma- how many times has the guillotine fallen already, and who's who's next? Uh, next, next to to be threatened by the blade. Oh. Terrible imagery I've just come up with there.
0: <laughs> it's appropriate though, uh, because Ottawa fired DJ Smith uh, yesterday, uh, early in the week. St. Louis Blues got rid of Craig Berube who they won a Stanley Cup with uh, back in 2019 and that was an amazing story because he took over as the interim head coach and they were like dead last and they turned things around, they made the playoffs and then they won it. And so he's been with them e- ever since but he's been let go, they're struggling I think outside of um, their goalie Jordan Biddington, they've just been incredibly inconsistent. Ottawa the same, you know they're trying to go on from the rebuild and actually be a contending team but uh, as, you know, it's a business, Daniel. And if you're not performing, sometimes you get cut. And the pressure has been on them. They're gone. Next in line might be Don Granado from the uh, Buffalo Sabres. They lost uh, yesterday, 9 4 to the uh, lowly Columbus wow. Blue Jackets. Uh, bit brutal. And there were chants of fire Donnie, fire Donnie uh, ringing around the arena. So uh, it just sort of harks back to the days of, you know, potentially Ron Wilson getting fired as well. And then that happened because. When you're a coach, you don't really want to hear that stuff, uh, and I guess depending on your general manager, you they might want to put you out of your misery, which is exactly what happened in Ottawa.
1: Right. Uh, as far as big storylines as teams go, whether you know high rises or those teams suffering, mm. who are the stories so far of the season as we turn the page on the year?
0: I mean, I'm sure. Well, we can talk about the Maple Leafs soon, but I want I want to talk about the Arizona Coyotes because they're a team that typically don't get really thought of and they're almost like the running butt of jokes for a lot of fans of other teams they don't have their own arena at the moment uh they play at mullet arena which is the uh university of uh, arizona states uh arena so it's not a full-size nhl arena it's a lot smaller it's very intimate it actually looks quite cool and i find myself watching a lot of highlights of their games and when they cut to the shots of the crowd it just it looks like a wild time uh, I mean, hockey in the desert. I mean, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> uh, but they're incredibly fun. It seems like they've turned the corner now. Their rebuild is done. You know, they've they've picked apart the the carcass of the Toronto Maple Leafs from last year, and they got Alex Kerfoot and Travis Dermot. They're doing okay. You know, Lawson Kraus is doing well. Clayton Keller is just a freak with the with the pass. It just you watch that team play. Watch the highlights on YouTube. The way they move the puck is just is really entertaining. So if you don't have a team. I would definitely check them out. And then all of a sudden, they've got this goalie, Colin Ingram, who's come out of nowhere. Uh, He's already got three shutouts for the season, and he's definitely making a case to be goalie of the year.
1: Uh, Also out west, who's the best? Is it the Golden Knights?
0: Hey, Bill Foley, you learn. Yeah, Bill Foley. Uh, I mean, Vegas, you know, reigning Stanley Cup champions, they're definitely, I mean, they're one to watch for sure. They're good when you look at sort of the teams that lead the most. They're, right, they're up there but I mean the Vancouver Canucks and the LA Kings are actually making a case for themselves as well. So between those three teams, they're the ones that I would be worried about if you are a fan of an Eastern Conference team and you're already thinking ahead to um, May and June and those those uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Who's the best in the East? Best in the East, oh, I would say it, he's right there in front of me as well. You know, I'm going to say it, Daniel, and I really don't want to, but the Boston Bruins somehow find a way to. They were meant to suck this year, let's so be honest. So they could
1: defend, mate. They could defend, yeah. not what your Maple Leafs.
0: Wow, Maple Leafs. Yeah, I was, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, the Bruins have found a way to keep going, uh, you know, despite losing inspirational leader uh, Patrice Bergeron, you know, to retirement. Mm. Uh, it's it's frustrating, Daniel. Like, the Bruins are just. Uh, they're their only really team. Impressive. They are really, really impressive. impressive. They've got great goaltending as well. They stay healthy, which has been a huge problem for a lot of teams. Really inconsistent goaltending. The the Maple Leafs are like that. Uh, the Detroit are having a hell of a time as well. Alex Lyon is injured at the moment. It's just, goalies are a voodoo. You just never know what you're going to get. And if you get a healthy, consistent goalie, you're well on your way to uh, having a good season. And, you know, I mean, the Bruins, I don't want to say they're lucky, but they are. So. i just did i did i just said it really yeah. quietly yeah I just said it really quietly
1: um and your maple leaves are what go on in a couple of
0: sentences the maple leaves are looking good because you know what austin matthews is leading the nhl uh goal scoring race i did maths, daniel and you know me and i know you we are both not great at maths, but currently austin matthews has 25 goals before christmas before Christmas, it's the, what pace for seventy odd goals? Yeah, I, I did the math. He's on pace for seventy two goals. The highest ever was Ovi, back in uh, I think oh seven oh eight. He got sixty five. So wow. he, imagine even if there's a bit of drop off, uh, Austin Matthews AM thirty four definitely is in the race for uh, hitting that mark. I mean, even now he's been in this. He's been in the league for a few years now, but people still can't figure out his shot. He just finds ways to deviate, and you know. He'll use screens and he'll drag the puck and just he has this incredible knack to hide a shot, and it's incredibly hard to read.
1: I get you out on this one, Logan. Thanks for all the knowledge, mate. There's a lot more we could have touched on, but something you want to discuss the frustrating state state of actually watching the sport in this part of the world now.
0: Yeah, I I think I did a rant with uh, Smithy about this uh, maybe last year. It's just it's been ongoing. Um, so a couple of years ago. Disney took over the uh, TV rights uh, around the world so for here in Australia it's ESPN. They took over from the much loved uh, NHL TV streaming service which kind of just gave you everything. It gave you the home and away feeds, you could watch on delay, you could watch it whenever, you could hide the score so you didn't get uh, spoilers if you're watching it afterwards because that's the kind of thing with the New Zealand time difference, right? Is the games are usually happening while we're at work. Uh, except for the West Coast games, they're usually still going if when you get home from work about five, six o'clock. But the ESPN platform is terrible. And you know there was there was no native sort of like TV app or anything like that. Uh, you have to chromecast, and it was always very, very clunky, you know other apps you can chromecast, and it's totally fine. But for some reason, ESPN was horrible. And thankfully, this year, NHL TV came back, but I did a little digging, Daniel. Uh, with an ESPN employee on Twitter who is probably completely sick of the sight of my name because whenever they would screw up me and a bunch of other uh, passionate Maple Leafs fans, trust me, it was a pile on. But they brought back NHL TV because I think ESPN, uh, working behind the scenes in the back end of their app to improve their video uh, viewing experience. So it might only be for this year. Next year I could be absolutely cursing ESPN's name again or it could be great. But... It has just been, if you're trying to watch the sport legally in Australia and New Zealand, it has been <laughs> incredibly frustrating. Challenging. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, Logan.
1: I want you to, to finish this rap with, just finish the sentence. Just finish the sentence. The Toronto Maple Leafs will finish.
0: Oh, uh, I'm going to say third in the Eastern Conference. And they will make, I don't think they're going to make the conference final they'll get past the second round and that, that'll be it
1: okay brilliant stuff have a great christmas Logan. thanks for all your effort mate on behalf of everyone here at SCNZ great work
0: thanks mate you too and you know we'll always have france <laughs>
1: <laughs> how romantic uh, out west in the central division the stars leading with 18 wins from 30 games uh the avalanche going pretty good there with 19 wins the jets too um all pretty tight there Um, As far as uh, the Pacific Division, uh, the aforementioned Golden Knights and the Canucks. Don't forget the Canucks are going uh, pretty well. uh, The Kings also look a strong side out in the West. uh, While in the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division near the Bruins up top behind them. The Maple Leafs, Uh, some distance between the Bruins and Maple Leafs as far as I think six points. Uh, Panthers, Lightning, Red Wings, all sort of in the mix. Uh, The Rangers leading uh, the Metropolitan Division by six ahead of the Flyers and Islanders. Uh, Great stuff, Uh, Logan, do appreciate that. Hey, news to hand, Auckland.